When it comes to retirement planning, one of the most important components is generating income to last you through your retirement. On today's show, how can you do this despite the challenging economic conditions? It all starts right now. Absolute Wealth Management presents The Absolute Retirement Planning Show with Will and Abaza. Hey, welcome to the Absolute Retirement Planning Show with Absolute Wealth Management. Will Gonzalez, Registered Investment Advisor and CEO of Absolute Wealth Management, LLC, and Osama Abaza, Director of Tax for the firm. Jackie Selby, your consumer advocate, and we have some fun today, fellas, because we're going to hear from, well... Some people in the field, they're going to talk about the economy, et cetera. Now, I've heard there's going to be a recession, but I've decided not to participate. Famous words of Walt Disney, because the state of the economy and the state of the economic union has people across the country pretty worried about what's going on. And for those in the financial red zone approaching retirement, these economic conditions could change the trajectory of their retirement. But if you're listening, do not be alarmed because the team is going to help you out. And we're going to start off with a quote from Campbell Harvey, who's a professor of finance at Duke University. He joined the Squawk Box to talk about the Fed's inflation fight, and they better be fighting this and provide us with some (laughs) historical context. All right, here we go. Recession at this point is a self-inflicted wound. If you look at what's happening. The tightening is very severe, and it's not just a short rate going up so quickly. It's the long rate, too. Uninversions happened before recessions, the last four recessions. But in this particular episode, the long rate has gone up, and the long rate is very damaging. It increases the cost of capital, makes it difficult for businesses to invest. It craters the housing market with mortgages at 8%. This causes implications, and indeed, our financial system. So our Our banks are taking a hit right now. All of this points to weakness in 2024. I like how he says weakness. Is that shy of him saying we're going to have a recession? What do you think of this, Will? What's what's happening in what he's saying? You know, it's uh, when when we think about it, we've already seen that big dip from from a a booming economy. Mm -hmm. And uh, some would already say we've we've already approached and and breached that recession type threshold. Mm. Um, I think it's very important to understand that no matter what is going on in an economy, we can still control what we allow to happen in our portfolio. Aha. Uh, and, and, and I always address uh, the risk because especially in retirement, it's important to understand what type of risk you are uh, allowing to, to take place in your portfolio. And I love the, the, the little statement there, the quote from Walt Disney, uh, that he heard there's going to be a recession, but he, <laughs> he's decided not to participate, <laughs> yeah. you know, and there's a couple ways not to participate in that. Uh, you know, one might be, you know, somebody saying, hey, I'm just going to pull all out, right? And just get it all into cash. And, and at that point in time, I think uh, emotions are, are truly taking place. And it's because, you know, an individual has not yet uh, actually understood what their risk thresholds are. Uh, or the, on the flip side of that is the individual that says, I'm just going to allow my portfolio to do what it does because I already understand that the market's going to go through these types of swings. So when we address it with our, our clients, 
clients, it's it's really starting from the beginning of understanding where they are and and where their goals are and what is too much, right? Um, too much risk is when emotion takes hold and we act and react emotionally, but we we rationalize logically. So there's there's the conundrum is how do we join together the emotion and the logic so that we can continue to allow what we know is going to take place without subjecting to too much. I like that. That's Will. That is that's deep. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> uh, we're off to a great start here today on the Absolute Retirement Planning Show from Absolute Wealth Management. And you just heard from Will Gonzalez, the CEO. Hey, here's the number to reach out if you want to have an absolute uh, picture of what's going on with your finances going into retirement, and you want to discover absolute power in your financial plan, the number is 877-524-2677, 877-524-2677. And we heard uh, from Professor Siegel. Uh, this is Jerry Siegel. He's Professor Emeritus of Finance at the University of Pennsylvania's Wharton School of Business, and he has joined this conversation to talk about the latest market trends rising treasury yields and more i, I was looking at the deal we're you know we're 10 percent off the low we just entered correction territory for the s p we did it a few days earlier for nasdaq we're 15 percent off of that october low of last year and i went back 50 years and if that october low holds which i very strongly believe that it will returns in the market over the next one two five ten years are very very good and in other words, if you can invest 15% off of a bear market low, which is what we had a year ago, your subsequent returns have exceeded the market by quite a margin. How do you feel about that? That's some good news in this whole discussion, Will. Yeah. No, I think I think Jeremy Siegel, is a, he's very sharp. And here, here's the thing, as you just heard, uh, two different thoughts, right? Right. Uh, on the different ends of the, those spectrums there. Um, and of course, I just need to, to throw this little disclaimer out there. Uh, past performance is never indicative of future performance. Right. But uh, there's an old saying, like, we're, we're doomed to repeat the past if we don't learn from it. So truly, um, mm -hmm. by learning from the past, and as he said, he looked back 50 years and he sees a, a opportunity. And think about this, you know, if, if you're going to buy something that uh, you would like to appreciate over time, mm -hmm. would you rather buy it when it's low or high? Well, low. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So understanding that even with this uh, economic uh, scenario that's taking place and, and the dips that we are seeing, um, it's a great opportunity for individuals to to purchase while uh, pieces are low, items are low, bonds, stocks, uh, you know, those those certain pieces of a portfolio allow for the opportunity to, to purchase while they're low so that over time we can appreciate in value. Um, so with that, I think, yes, it's it's a great opportunity. But again, it's always specific to the individual. And, and that's the importance of understanding where you are in your current uh, scenario and your current journey. Are, are you three years from retirement? Ten? One? Are you already retired? Right. And what does that look like to you? 
Abaza, what do you think? Well, <clears throat> I hate to agree with you well uh, regarding uh, the market being low is a good opportunity for people to buy. But I would like also to add that it's a great opportunity for people to sell, especially when we're nearing the end of the uh, calendar year. Uh, a lot of folks have assets underwater in their portfolio, hey. and they can do something called uh, lost harvest. Lost harvesting. Oh. Yeah, they can go after that. They can sell these Look assets, that. capture the loss, reduce the income from other assets, and benefit on their tax return from uh, that write-off. My man uh, talking from a tax perspective. Tax man. That's how I always say that's, that's the only way I see things in tax. Yeah. He's the tax man. <clears throat> yeah. So it's a, I think it's a good time whether you're buying or you're selling. Uh, and, and I think that's a positive uh, perspective we can all look at. But again, you need to sit with a professional and ad- identify those assets before you take any moves and make sure that you're doing things properly because if you end up buying the same assets you sold in less than 31 day period, you might end up with a wash sale. That's right. Which right. will offset that Negate loss. any of that loss. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. You can't, you can't claim that. Yeah, no. Yes. So it's a, you know, there, there's a lot of ways to look at it. And and you just heard for two different perspectives, yes. right? From from the the accumulation per perspective, and then from the tax effective right. perspective. So yeah, we have one wonderful. more. We, it is powerful the two of those, and I know that that is your credo to marry your retirement plan to your tax plan at Absolute Wealth Management. I want to get one more quote in here, if we might, and this one is from Jim Cramer. He's going to round things out by sharing his thoughts on the outlook of the emotional investor. I'm always telling you that nobody ever made a dime panicking. Because the market does a very poor job of taking care of sellers who want to exit all at once. In fact, sellers who exit en masse get hurt. The house of pain. Much worse than buyers who try to come in at the same time. Just like a route in a stadium, if everyone tries to leave all at once, well, you know what happens. The asymmetry is well known to professional money managers, although that might surprise you, given how often these guys come on, come on our air to foment panic. Hey, what's that about? I also like to remind you that even in the ugliest environments, good things can happen. And that's why it's important to know your stocks and know your companies. Otherwise, I know you're going to get swept away by your emotions because that's the way people are. And if you let other people sway your emotions by their actions, you tend to sell at the bottom. I like that. Even the ugliest environments, good things can happen. Um, I know that you keep your eye on all of this, Will, and you'll be able to tell your clients exactly where they fall in this situation. Why is it vital for people to be aware of, you know, their investments while they're saving for retirement? Hey, I think I think Jim hit it on the head, right? You know, emotions, as I said a little earlier, we, we react emotionally, but then we rationalize logically. And when we see things that are taking place in our world that are absolutely uh, emotional, we we tend to react, and and that's why it's so important to understand. And it, and I like to try to take emotion out of the scenario because if we can remove that emotion and have the the plan built on a purely uh, enjoined emotional logical stance, then there should never be too much emotion taking place. Because when we see that, um, I can use a personal uh, scenario, for Please. example. Yeah. Um, my, my mother, in fact, in 2008, um, my mother raised my sister and myself by herself, and she didn't have anybody back then to, to help her with her 401k. And when 2008 happened, as most of us remember, 
uh, she was very aggressive and nobody really spoke to her about how her positions were, were allocated. Oh. And, and all of a sudden she lost 50% of her 401k. Yes. And, and being a single parent raising two children with um, retirement on the horizon, mm-hmm. she acted emotionally and said, get me to cash because I cannot lose anymore. Oh. And it's all because she was taking on more risk than she was comfortable with without knowing. I see. So let's know what risk you're accepting so that you don't make the mistake of going to cash and, and reacting and continuing to perpetuate that snowball because as we all start to sell and go to cash well that continues to to drive that in that negative downward spiral right and it doesn't help you because then what happens the market rebounds and you want to regain some of the losses that you you just received and then you end up buying higher than what you sold. And that's the opposite of what we like. We want to buy low and sell high. So let's understand where you are today, what that risk threshold is, and what's uh, more appropriate for you instead of just acting emotionally. Get on in there to talk to Will Gonzalez and Osama Abaza of Absolute Wealth Management LLC and get that picture clear for yourself and discover your absolute power in your wealth strategy and financial plan. Approaching and into retirement at 877-524-2677, 877-524-2677. And how do you plan to withdraw your retirement income? In what order do you touch these accounts? Coming up, retirement win, lose, and withdraw next. Welcome back to the Absolute Retirement Planning Show with Absolute Wealth Management. I'm Jackie Selby, your consumer advocate, and I'm here with the bosses, Will Gonzalez, registered investment advisor and CEO of Absolute Wealth Management, and Osama Abaza, director of tax and CPA for the firm. What else should I say about you, uh, Abaza? You didn't talk much in the last segment. But we're moving on to you in this segment because um, we're going to be talking about withdrawals and those tax strategies. Hmm. Uh, yeah, well, what you can know about me is I, I don't like talking much oh. <laughs> because my job requires me to talk a lot with clients. So okay. I uh, appreciate every moment that I do not have to talk. <laughs> but when I do, I spit the truth. <laughs> I like that. That works for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! And here on the opposite, paid to paid to talk, paid to talk. Anyways, I thought that we and could. I'm just I a Leo. envy you. I oh, envy I'm just you. a Leo. I, I like talking. You, you do. Know, you to, like talking, Will? I run out of words though. After so many uh, words, I, I head home and my wife asks me questions, and it's just, yes, baby, it was a great day. And <laughs> she's like, talk to me. I, I ran out of words. <laughs> my words are gone. But, I've had. I know I worked in music radio for so long, you know, for 30 plus years. And people are always like, well, what do you listen to music wise when you get home? Nothing. Absolute (laughs) silence is what I prefer when I get home. That's Uh, right. I thought we should talk about this disbursement phase. If folks could picture this, you're months away from retirement. You've saved diligently. You've prepared. And there's 
just days left until you enter this new phase of your life, but will your monthly income be enough and where will it come from? You have to plan to um, withdraw from these accounts. Which one do you go to first? Uh, which one do you go to second, et cetera? This is why it's so helpful to meet with a team like of yourselves, because if you're a professional, you, you study this and you talk to people about it every single day, then you're going to know how to customize a situation for a potential client and for your ongoing clients. So how about withdrawing from your retirement accounts prior to your investments? Good idea, bad idea. Is this a win? So it's never a bad idea to tap into your investments prior to uh, reaching to your <clears throat> retirement accounts, especially if your retirement accounts are pre-tax accounts. Uh, which means that your principal and, and return on that investment in that account are tax deferred. In other words, you don't get to pay taxes on these returns until you actually take the distribution out. So leaving that fund inside these vehicles will grow tax deferred. So I'll give you an example. If you're in a 35% tax bracket, right? and you have your investment out there, out the retirement plan and investment inside the retirement plan. Any return on investment that's not within that retirement plan will get taxed every year on the return. So if you make 100 bucks, you will pay $35 in taxes and only 65 will be reinvested in the market oh. versus in your retirement plan, pre-tax plan, tax deferred. If you make $100 return, that very $100 will be reinvested entirely in the market without paying any taxes until you actually start taking out money later on. Okay. So if you feel like you need to tap into one of these funds, I would prefer you tap into your investment accounts prior to tapping into any pre-tax accounts like a 401k or a traditional, <clears throat> traditional IRA. And if, if, if I may, it's because that investment account is going to be capital gains as opposed to, to ordinary income, right? Because right. when we think about it, um, Anytime you have a retirement account, IRA, 401k, 403b, 457, whatever that might be, anytime you take a distribution from that, it's considered as ordinary income, Absolutely. right? Yeah. But when we have a brokerage account, such as a individual account where you're just, you know, buying and selling stocks inside of it, and, and you need to, to create uh, liquidity for income needs, well, majority of us still have cash available. We could take the cash from that brokerage account without any tax liability. But if you have to liquidate a position, um, and as Abaza said a little earlier, whether it's a, a tax harvest or a, a in order to uh, liquidate to create a, a cash value when we have growth, you're only paying the capital gains on what you sold okay. above your, your principal investment. Okay. That's correct. And, and capital gain uh, tax rates are much favorable than regular income uh, tax rates. Right, right. The ta yeah, absolutely. Because it's not as high, right? The capital gain? No, it's not as high. It's not as high and it capped at 20% versus uh, ordinary income. It goes all the way to 37%. How, why is that? Obasa, that seems like a dirty word. Oh, you're going to pay capital gains. <laughs> well, they, they make it sound bad, but it's really good. And, and all, well, all billionaires and CEOs of the bigger corporations, they did rather get compensated in stocks and equity uh -huh. rather than in wages because uh, these stocks and equity are taxed at capital gain rates, which is lower 
than ordinary income tax rates. Uh huh. Billionaires, so the it, old billionaires. A, yeah. I like how you said that. <laughs> and it's so true. Like uh, I could name a few off the top of my head, but I won't. But yeah, they <laughs> yeah. they know how to work this tax system, and that's why uh, ordinary. And it's all a part of those strategies. Yes, that's, yes, that's why yes, you yes, need yes, us in your corner, yes. right? Because <laughs> this is what we do. That we find out these loopholes and those pass you right yeah. through it. <laughs> it's funny because it's not exactly a loophole. It's actually in there. It's, that's part of the tax code, and you. No. Yeah, it's absolutely legal. That's why it's a loophole. It's legal. You, know? it's legal. you can oh, structure your income in any way to ah. minimize your tax liability. That that that's tax. Uh, one hundred and one, right? That, that's not tax tax <laughs> tax avoidance, rather. Right. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. Very clever indeed. You're listening to the Absolute Retirement Planning Show with Absolute Wealth Management. If something is striking a chord with you, let me insert the phone number here, 877-524-2677. Call, reach out to the team, Will and um, Abaza. They're right there at your fingertips, 877-524-2677. Now, I, it's funny because I call Abaza, that's his last name, but that's what he goes by. So it's Osama Abaza and William Gonzalez. They're, they are the folks. Folks that you're Correct. going to be meeting with, but uh, it doesn't matter which way you slice it. That's you on the other end of the phone. <laughs> that's right. And that's just my mistake. That's I just call him a it's yeah. just it's, It rolls off the tongue so beautifully. Well, it's so it's, <laughs> it's really funny because I have a lot of male friends who just call me Selby, you know, my last See, name. Yeah. And um, it, <laughs> and that's fine with me. You know, like I'm a team member because he called me by my last name. It's fine with yeah. me. Anyway. See, like uh, my name is William. Yeah. Uh, I go by Will. Uh, I do not respond to Bill. And uh, people always try to, to push that on me. Hey, Bill, no, 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 no. <laughs> maybe one day, maybe one day in the future, I might become a Bill. But, what about uh, Willie? The- uh, that my, only my mother calls me Willie. <laughs> I knew this was coming. <laughs> oh, I love it. Now, if you do, if you ever have kids and if you do have a boy, would you name him William? You know, William's a strong name and uh, it's the name of my, my father as okay, well. So, yes. Um, but, uh, you know, no, I, I think I would I would uh, rather name my son something, something else, something more individual for him. OK, so that uh, he can he can identify who he is as as an individual growing up. And uh, I like it. without getting into all the craziness of this world today about identifying as whatever they are, <laughs> uh, you know, it's. Uh, it, I think it allows to to develop an identity. I like and that. Yeah, by by uh, bestowing an individual name onto to my child, I, I'm looking forward to that someday. Oh, I like that very much. I have a, a friend who's um, he his name is Jesse Valenzuela. And his dad was Jesse Valenzuela, and his dad was Jesse Valenzuela. So it was right. always like, is it Junior? And then my brother, John, my oldest brother, is the third. So it was like, are you Junior, Senior, or the third? So, yeah. <laughs> right. John, uh, Junior, Junior, Junior. Oh, my yeah. goodness. They just called him Johnny. Sorry. You know, through, right. he, you know yeah. he's in his 70s. He's still Johnny. So funny. Yeah. Well, can we quick touch on uh, the strategy of taking your Social Security at age 62? Is this a win or a lose uh, what do you have Ooh. to say to that will you you excite me with this discussion <laughs> here jackie I, I love this one you know i would say it, it truly depends on a, a person's scenario um but the the thing about it is again because i've been teaching social security for for the past eight years um uh-huh. it, it can be good for for one individual and not good for another 
Uh, we really need to first understand what your, your monthly living expenses are because the goal of Social Security is to provide a fixed stream of income. And it is, for most retirees, the strongest stream of fixed income in the household. And you want to make sure that you're able to, to optimize. And I, I use that word optimize mm. uh, strategically because when you think about maximizing, maximizing means how do I get the most? And, and if you're an individual, not married, the most you can get is by waiting till the very latest date and age 70. And okay. get the most from that income benefit. And from there, um, that income benefit is, is reduced if you decide to file early. So if you file at age 62, that means you are receiving a reduced benefit. As well as in, in some scenarios, you are still um, needing to to provide additional income streams. Right. Right. So I was teaching a class and a gentleman jumped up and said, everybody needs to file at age 62 because Social Security's going broke. I said, sir, please sit down. <laughs> And, and ladies and gentlemen, please excuse that outburst. Uh, that is not appropriate information to be received, and it's not uh, what we feel. Um, you have to first understand that if you file at age 62, you're getting a reduced benefit, as well as if you are still working, you are now subject to an earning threshold. Oh. And if you are still working and receiving income, you're only allowed to make so much before you start paying a penalty for making too much. So with that being the case, again, we have to determine what your monthly income need is, how much your social security benefit is, as well as how much you're earning if you're still working. Ideally, I think it's important to to understand what your full require or your full retirement age is. And that full retirement age is based upon the year that you're born. Right. And that tells you when you're able to receive 100% of your social security benefit. So I think filing at age 62 might be good for some people, but for most, it isn't the best benefit because number one, it's reduced. If you're still working, you're subject to an earning limitation. Right. And why work to pay a penalty at that point in time? I like your words there, Will Gonzalez. Here's the number to reach out. It's 877-524-2677, 877-524-2677. Will will talk to you about Social Security, and boy, does he know it inside and out. Coming up on our next segment, planning for income in retirement is one key to success. How do we begin and what do we do first? Next on the Absolute Retirement Planning Show. Welcome back to the show, the Absolute Retirement Planning Show with Absolute Wealth Management. And here we have Will Gonzalez, Registered Investment Advisor and CEO of the firm. He's licensed in insurance, and he really knows the whole nine yards on the Social Security. I really enjoyed our last discussion. And Osama Abaza, Director of Tax and CPA, who is also so well-skilled in what happens in tax planning for your retirement. And the two of them together have this, marry your retirement plan to your tax plan as one of their credos. So let's dive into this segment, fellows, because we can talk about some keys in planning for retirement income. 
Um, I know it's not rocket science exactly, but it is pretty complex. So I have a list of questions a comprehensive plan is going to address, right? You guys ready? Do, 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 do. Let's have it. Okay. <laughs> when do you and your spouse claim Social Security benefits if you haven't already? That's something you talk hey, to your folks about? Uh, that's, the, as I said in the last segment, that, that excites me. Um, it, again, that is tailored to each individual and each couple. Um, understanding their, their full retirement ages based on their date of birth, uh, how much benefits they're looking to receive, because if a spouse's benefit is less than half of uh, the primary holder's amount, we want to make sure that they're getting the, the spousal benefit and getting as much of that from that spousal benefit as possible. And you can claim up to half of the primary benefit um, if you file uh, accordingly and appropriately. But uh, that all depends on, again, your full retirement age and the time that you file for that benefit. So how do you file a spousal benefit? Well, based upon the, the changes that took place uh, with the Budgetary Act of 2015, uh, no longer is the file and suspend strategy available. Oh. So in order for a spouse to receive a spousal benefit, a primary benefit must be filed for. Okay. Um, now, there's still other strategies to take advantage of, but that again gets down into the weeds and we under, we need to understand where you are in life and your age and the benefits before we can say what is the, the appropriate age for you to file. Very good. Now, this firm acts in a fiduciary manner. In other words, they have to have your best interest at heart. If you're listening to this show, maybe the first time, because we're pretty new, all of us together. Um, we're not new in our fields, but we're new as a new show. <laughs> um, they do retirement income planning, so security tax and income planning. And like I said, a fiduciary operation acting in your best interest first and foremost. And they call themselves Absolute Wealth Management, LLC. I'm Jackie Selby, your consumer advocate here with Will Gonzalez and Osama Abaza, Director of Tax. And Osama, I have this question aiming at you. I'm sure you talk to people about what is your budget going into retirement, including your taxes. And um, let me show you how it's going to grow or decline in the future, right? Absolutely, Jackie. And you will be surprised how many people don't know what their budget is. Not that when they retire, but today. Currently. Right now. Yeah. Currently. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we, Auto pays. We sit down with them and when that question pops, they look at us and like, uh, I don't know, we're fine. We're doing okay. Uh, I guess we're making about this much and none of them have a written budget or anything close to a written budget because this is our first step in uh, planning process is to figure okay. what's your spending your mm -hmm. monthly spending what's your budget including taxes and a lot of people don't know that you can engineer your income in a way to reduce your taxes it doesn't have to be a cookie cutter you do this you get taxed that you can okay. structure your business you can structure your investments, you can structure uh, your assets in a manner to reduce your income taxes or capital gain taxes and take that into effect, take that into your plan as part of your expenses because taxes, unfortunately, are non-deductible. You pay federal tax and you, get to, you do not get to deduct that on your taxes, but it is an expense at the end of the day. So it's a very important for people to include taxes mm. within their budget when you think about their spendings. And then you... Uh, structure your investments and you can by doing that you'll be able to tell 
if this investment is good for you or or you should consider an alternative investment. Uh, so I encourage everybody that's listening to the show to work on this independently. You can work on this tonight. Start your budget. Start your budget. <laughs> yeah. Pull up an Excel worksheet and just list down everything you spend. And there are actually apps right now available in the app right. store where they can do that by linking directly to your bank account and, and, and credit card accounts. And they pull the transactions and they do this process for you. I'm way, I have a I'm way too suspicious for that. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I have a friend and associate that, that wrote a book called Every Dime Every Day. Oh. Uh, Kevin Frisbee. You know, he, he, he says it's important to understand what you spend uh, because by understanding what you spend allows you to understand what you have left. Okay. Uh, I'm, I, it's, it's a great book, and I'm kind of summarizing everything into just a quick sentence, and I don't think that's fair to him because he did such a great job putting it out there. Okay. But understanding what that budget is is very important so let's uh let's dive deep let's understand what you're spending and let's figure out what everything is and and and, and turn off some of those auto pays that's a very <laughs> good idea now i have been a proponent of using cash in the last few years because i i don't want to go to a digital currency entirely you know and some countries are right. going, are moving towards that and i'm like i want to still have my cash but guess what i have not been saving my receipts so this conversation with you thank you will and abaza is going to uh, make me save my receipts old school i'll put them in a shoe box and send them to you abaza um here <laughs> <laughs> he, he loves that <laughs> oh yeah you think <laughs> there's great software out there though that yes. allows you to scan the receipts and and even you can do so like i know the iphone has a great uh, ability to to do like the the notes and you can scan it and oh, it good. scans it in as a pdf okay. document okay. so you're absolutely um, right you're right thank you for that yeah, reminder i yeah. just need to do that yeah. i need to run back into the gas station and get the receipt because i do I, go, <laughs> I am one of those people i pay cash at the gas station i like to go in and see the guy who's working there and say hello to him i started doing this when yeah. i was traveling during uh, during covid i was doing news as a news right. stringer and so i was traveling across the united states gathering you know uh, uh, news stories about what was going on during the pandemic and i was like i'm gonna pay cash at every single place you know oh my gosh i'm kind of wild you know and crazy the old saying cash is king and yes. I, I still like the fact that we have it uh, i do too so I, I do tend to go to to the places that say yeah we accept cash <laughs> and there are yes there's a few around my little neighborhood that uh, give you a discount for cash so i love them for it i love them All for right. it. yes mm -hmm. well thank you for letting me diverge into that conversation but um uh, along the lines of taxes should you invest your personal after-tax savings in a high dividend stock who wants to take that question you know, I think prior to saying yes, you should, you first need to understand what type of risk that you're taking with, with the stock that you're, you're, you're looking to acquire. Okay. Um, because any time that you purchase an individual stock, you're, you're accepting a higher risk, even though it's a preferred and it's a dividend uh, a stock, it is still ownership in that company. Okay. Um, and any negative news can can reflect on that stock value. So prior to saying yes, that you should, you know, invest in, in a, a preferred dividend stock, uh, you, you first want to understand what the company is, what their goal is, their 
their balance sheets and everything about that, as well as is is it too much risk for you? Okay. So what about the is all there, term all comes back to risk? Yes, and is the Absolutely. is the ESG um, score still affecting stocks? What are we doing with that recently? Have you heard? It, it, it is still affecting scores, uh, you know. It's a big subject, isn't it? That, I thought, sorry. That's a <laughs> very big subject that, that we can. And I think, unfortunately, politics have a lot oh, to play okay. with. Well, we don't want to do that. Uh, no, no. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, 2028, we can discuss that when, when uh, Boz is running. Right? Uh, <laughs> no, but it is a real thing. It is on the table. And yes. a lot of auditors right now are required to disclose the ESG compliance uh, for corporations and many of the big firm investment investment firms uh, do uh, have a minimum requirity uh, score uh, prior to them investing in these corporations. Uh, Really? I think it's going to stick around for a while. I know it had a bad name in the last few months and last year, you know, due to the uh, but light debacle, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and they're moving towards uh, renaming it. I think it. it affected more than just but light and but, Target. Uh, you know, oh, don't get me uh, going. Target, All right. and Target. Yeah. <laughs> but it, I it think is even some of our our, our local. Uh, Automobile companies mm-hmm. were, were hit by some of it. So, yeah. <laughs> but Jack, if you allow me, I want to go back real quick to sure. the question regarding uh, investing the after-tax uh, money into uh, high dividend uh, stocks. Yes. Uh, and I, I want to again uh, reiterate that that there are retirement vehicles that you can invest in with after-tax money, uh, aka Roth IRAs. And if you are one of the lucky individuals that make less than a certain amount of money. Um, and in a lower tax bracket, that would make perfect sense to invest the money into a Roth IRA that grows. Uh, and when, when, when you distribute the income for it, it will be tax-free, both principal and, and return. And by lucky, what you mean is that they, they're able to make a contribution to that Roth. Correct, right? correct. Because then there's another, another way, way to get in yes, that, that isn't concerned way. about the earning thresholds, and that's the conversion. Mm. But that's when we have to really take into consideration the tax planning. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So uh, if you're, I see a lot of young uh, taxpayers or young clients uh, who are quick to get on to uh, everyone's a tax play- uh, taxpayer in your mind. That's how you see all of us. Of course, <laughs> everybody, my, even my children. Yeah, listen, right. your tax deductions. You do what I told you to do. <laughs> oh my goodness! And they rush to platforms like Robinhood or or Webull or Binance and, and invest their hard uh, earned money mm. into these stocks without even doing a proper due diligence and end up losing their money. Uh, meanwhile, they could theoretically set up one of these plans, enjoying that they're being in a 10% or 12% tax bracket and start investing in a very early age and grow that money uh, tax-free. Uh, I think that would make a lot of sense for the young, younger investors and, and younger taxpayers. Uh, of course, that's not the primary or the, the, the our focus, uh, but it is something for those young folks out there who happen to be listening to our show. Very good. Very good. And how beneficial it would be. Absolutely. (laughs) It would be a load off your parents. (laughs) There you go. Because uh, when it comes time for college, it'd be nice if you had your own money. 
Um, <laughs> right? Yes. I mean, that's all. We could do a whole segment of on that. Of course. Yeah, p- parents um, picking up the uh, tab think, for kids' I think college. We will do, uh, yeah, I think we will do that, Jackie. We'll, we'll set one up with you. Good. We'll do all about that. <laughs> I think we should. Hey, listen, to reach out to the team here, um, this is the phone number to reach Absolute Wealth Management with Will Gonzalez and Osama Abaza. Use this number, 877-524-2677, 877-524-2677. Sit down, get some information. It costs you absolutely nothing. This is a no obligation. This is a no fee. Sit down and get a picture about what's going on with your retirement, impending retirement or current retirement. 877-524-2677. Questions and answers on the way next. Strap in, fellows. You're going to be on the hot seat. Right. Welcome to Questions and Answers here on the Absolute Retirement Planning Show with Absolute Wealth Management. They want to help you marry your retirement plan to your tax plan, which is why Will Gonzalez and Osama Abaza got together to to form this firm so that you can actually see what's going on with your taxes. And right now, uh, are you still doing your client special, um, potential client special, Abaza? Yes, we are. Yes, we're doing the seventy nine ninety five for a basic 1040 uh, filing for the year 2023. And that includes both the federal and the state for all our clients, uh, 55 and up. Good. Very nice. And that's for um, parts A, B, and D, right? For the um, return, a simple return? Correct. Yeah. So that will include your ordinary income for employment, your capital gain, dividends, interest income. Good. Uh, if you have other type of incomes, uh, aka rental income or income from S-Corps or partnerships, there'll be a little extra for those schedules. But essentially, uh, the basic form, uh, the 1040 is seventy nine ninety five. Very good. Very good indeed. Thank you for mentioning that. And we have questions from the radio audience, which always gets me excited. I'm so glad that folks are catching us here on the radio and interested in what we're doing and saying. Of course, that's just a little bit of ego, but it sure can benefit them if they <laughs> if they get together with you to uh, plan for their retirement. And uh, simple questions might be a way for them to feel more comfortable in dealing with you. I have a question from Josie, and Josie is in Indy. I'm 49 years old. I make 300000 I made $300,000 last year. I only have $506,000 in my retirement plan at work. My partner's on disability, does not have a job, and does not have a 401k plan. I wanted to open a Roth IRA, but I'm not sure if I qualify. What options do I have to save more money for retirement in this situation? Thank you, Josie. Well, thank you, Josie, for your question, and congratulations for making $300,000 last year. Yeah, uh, a lot yeah, of people who? can say that at yeah. age 49 in Indy. Right. <laughs> so congratulations. And I will go ahead and assume that your partner is your spouse, so we can talk more about uh, taxes for merit filing jointly and okay. their limits when it comes to uh, opening uh, and contributing to retirement plans. Uh, so given that you have $506,000 and you made $300,000 last year, uh, that typically, if you are married filing jointly, will put you above the limit uh, to uh, be eligible for uh, a Roth IRA contribution. Oh. Uh, for a married uh, couple, uh, the limit is $228,000. So okay. if you make more than that, you're not allowed to contribute to an after-tax Roth IRA. Oh. However... 
However, going back to the loopholes conversation, <laughs> there is a back door uh, to that. There's a, 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 a conversion um, methodology where we can use to allow you to open and contribute to the Roth IRA without worrying about the uh, income limitation that you have. Uh, and essentially, uh, what happens when we do the conversion, because obviously you will move money from your traditional IRA or uh, 401k that you have with your employer, both of which are pre-tax plans, which means that your contribution to these plans were made uh, pre-tax. You didn't pay tax on that money. It was deducted from your income. However, when you open and contribute to a Roth IRA, which is a post-tax retirement vehicle, all the contributions made had to be tax, which means money that you already paid tax on. So when you start converting, and right now the conversion limit is $6,500 a year. Okay. You can, uh, uh, that's a contribution limit. The conversion limit, there is no limit for it. However, when you do the conversion, that amount will go from non-taxable to taxable, which means that in addition to the $300,000 you made last year or this year, whichever the case, any money you convert from your traditional retirement plan to a Roth will be added to that in your income column and will be taxed at uh, ordinary income tax rates. So you have to be careful when oh. you structure and engineer this transaction and make sure that you calculate the tax liability correctly because there will be extra tax to pay. And you don't want that surprise. No, I like how Correct. you said engineer that transaction. That gives me a lot of confidence. I like, <laughs> you know, truly, because that's what it that's, is. It's it's a strategy, and that's 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 science right there, boy. Thank you so much for that, Abaza. And let's jump into Al's question. Al is in Fishers, and I'm a little bit torn about how to approach my retirement planning. On one hand, I want to really understand all of the details about my plan, but I've talked to a couple of financial advisors who act like I should just let them handle all the. Details. Am I being a control freak by wanting to know everything that's going on? Mm, what hey, think? Al, it's a, a will here, and there's nothing wrong with being a DIYer, right? Do it yourselfer. And mm -hmm. uh, everybody wants to, and we encourage everybody to be a steward in their finance. Yes. Uh, and a steward in their retirement plan. Um, but I, I believe there's a, a little phrase that says uh, uh, analysis paralysis. Oh. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> when when too much information comes at you or at most of us, especially when it's outside of our normal or outside of our expertise, we, we tend to to pause because we're, we're trying to still take in all the information. And, you know, sometimes you know, we, we can be a little bit too late. Okay, so I would say that it's important and I, I applaud you for wanting to be involved in your retirement planning, uh, but the, the financial professional is there for a reason uh, to, to give you that guidance. Okay, hmm. it's not for you to try to understand everything nitty gritty all the way down to the basics up to the, the very, you know, expert level mm -hmm. type of things, but it's for you to understand what you're comfortable with. So if you're working with an advisor, mm -hmm. I would just say, as long as you feel comfortable with the direction that, that they're going 
in regards to what you have stipulated, whether that is your, your goals and objectives, your income needs, your budgetary needs, as well as the risk that you're willing to accept within your overall portfolio, then it, it is time to, to loosen the reins and allow somebody else to, to take the reins from you so that you can be on the appropriate path. Because, you know, one thing I've learned is sometimes we can get in our own way. Mm-hmm. And by, by you know, trying to, to get into the professional side of things when that's not necessarily what you have uh, studied to do, you can hinder your own progress. So allow the professional to, to explain to you the what, the why, and the how. Mm-hmm. What are you in? Why are you in it? And how is it going to benefit your plan? And Will, might I interject that potentially the person he's talking to is not just not the right person to work with? Yeah. You know, again, it, sometimes it, it really just comes down to that connection. Mm-hmm. And, well, and even sometimes more so understanding that, you know, it doesn't sound like this person's working for me. Right. So. Yeah. I know we're not meant for everybody right. as much as we would love to help everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's perfectly fine to, to say no, right? You know, this just isn't for me. Mm-hmm. But if, if you're sitting down, let's say you're sitting down with us, if we're able to show you the value and we're able to identify your concerns, your, your necessities, and, and show you the plan that lays it all out, that addresses the risk, the opportunity, the goal, the objectives, the concerns, and it's there and it's answering those questions, then I would say it's time to implement that strategy as opposed to then just holding back and saying, well, maybe I need to to, to wait and understand mm-hmm. it better. Mm-hmm. Get a second opinion there you go. to hear from somebody else, right? Um, and if that other opinion is not in alignment with what your goals and objectives and concerns are, well then, hey, maybe it's time to just allow the the, the company, the individual, the advisor, the ability to to implement those plans and uh, then assess annually. Mm-hmm. There Very you go. important to assess. That's it. And now if you'd like to sit down, if that makes sense to you, um, Al, here's the number to, to reach out to Will and Abaza. Sit down and talk with them for free. It, you know, for free, that's really a, a flip way of saying there's no obligation for this consultation at 877 524 2677 and there's no charge for it 877-524-2677 we're on to rick i'm sorry thank you it's rick and carmel thank you can you explain the living benefit on life insurance i've never thought of life insurance as anything but a death benefit so i'm curious as to how it works thank you rick hey thank you rick and carmel um Absolutely. You know, with with life insurance, we always think about it just being a death benefit. And there's there's permanent insurance and then there's term insurance. And it's important to understand the difference. Okay. So um, I believe how I would explain term insurance is pure protection because it, it is purely for establishing a death benefit for a period of time. That's why it's called that term insurance. And then there's permanent insurance. And that permanent insurance is... Uh, for the remainder of your life. Okay. And that permanent insurance allows for the accumulation of what's known as a cash value as well as the death benefit. Okay. So in regards to that permanent insurance, there are abilities to utilize the death benefit and take loans that are tax-free. 
and you take a loan from the death benefit tax-free to to provide for living needs and this is a loan that never needs to be paid back because at the event of death well then it's just a recoup from the death benefit and the remaining death benefit is paid out to the beneficiaries but if structured correctly and built correctly you're able to then utilize this uh, option for tax-free income for for the rest of your life now as i said it has to be structured correctly and it's not just hey let me pay a couple hundred dollars here and there and have this wonderful tax-free benefit for the rest of my life this is when the comprehensive planning really comes into play and we have to build the, the the plan correctly we have to utilize the appropriate indexes but with that coming into fruition you're able to then provide your family the ability to pass on a tax-free legacy as well as you can enjoy the living benefits of life insurance and utilize distributions that are tax-free to you throughout your life. And you could use them for um, for um, long-term care, right, in case you need somebody to come to your house and, and take care of you or your spouse? There you, you got it. You hit it on the head. But I want to I want to be clear that this is not a long term plan, okay. long term care plan. It is a benefit that is provided through the insurance uh, life insurance, whole, whole life, universal life policy okay. that you're able to take advantage of. And if you want more information on this, Rick, or anyone who's listening, uh, go ahead and talk to somebody who's registered to give you this information. It's Will Gonzalez at Absolute Wealth Management, LLC, and his partner, Asama Abaza, who's the director of tax, and the two of them work together to really make sure your plan is advantageous to you going into and through your retirement years. Use the number 877-524-2677, 877-524-2677. One more time, 877-524-2677. See you next week, same place, same bat channel. Investment advisory services offered through Regal Financial Group, a registered investment advisor. During the show, William Gonzalez and his guests provide general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and is not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and products or services should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory services. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are offered through Absolute Wealth Management. By contacting Absolute Wealth Management, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products.